Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Bewildered Dad podcast. Episode 18, okay, we're three weeks since the last episode, but there was a reason last week. It was a teething, marred holiday that we were having where the only things to entertain my daughter were Peter Rabbit on iPlayer, going to Blackpool to ride on a donkey for five minutes, and a visit to the National Media Museum in Bradford where she enjoyed playing all the computer games like Donkey Kong and Space Invaders and made me very, very proud. In fact, actually, the teething relates to a story that I'll talk about very, very soon. The big deal that has happened over the last three weeks, something that I never thought would happen at all. We watched Frozen. More on that after the bewildered dad news. So good news for the Dads for Change campaign. This is something I mentioned in the last Bewildered Dad podcast. It's Al from the Dad Network who went undercover at a load of restaurants and cafes near where he lives with his son and found the ones that didn't have changing rooms that men could go into to change their babies. It's ridiculous that this happens in 2016, that some people think that the only people who change their babies in public are mums or that they've just not even considered the possibility that a dad might be able to change a nappy. But something good has happened. He's had a load of response from this, and I talked about the video, and I'll put a link up again on the podcast page of bewilderdad.com to the video. Uh, Pizza Express have apologised, said that they're really committed to being family-friendly and having baby-changing facilities for both men and women, although they say that, but they're not actually doing anything about it, and particularly in the restaurant that Al visited. Cafe Nero agreed that people of either gender should be able to change their babies in public, and they say they're going to look into the changing facilities at the store that Al visited, and you think, well, you should do that at all your stores, not just one that's been flagged up. And they do use the excuse that it's not actually their toilets, it's the, um, uh, the store within which their cafe is, which I suppose is a sort of fair point. But the best response has come from Strada. They're the Italian restaurant, and they've now said that they will go up and down the country making sure that every change facility in every restaurant that they have in the country will be open to dads as well as mums. So Strada is great news. They're on board with it, and I think they've even sorted Al and his missus and little and out with a free meal as well, which sounds good to me. It was worth it in the end. Don't forget if you want to join in the campaign, you can put up a flag to the places where dads can't change their kids and to the places that have facilities for dads as well on the interactive map at the Dad Network. I'll put the link up to that on the podcast page of bewildereddad.com. This is the Bewildered Dad podcast. I am Jim. I am Bewildered Dad. And on the way, I'll tell you about the best books for toddlers, seeing as it's recently been World Book Day. And I'm going to take a focus group on how to spin parenting. It's something I've been talking about a little bit on the podcast and on bewilderdad.com. I think it's quite difficult to sell parenting to people who aren't parents. So I'm going to talk to a non-parent in order to see what they think about the more challenging aspects of parenthood. But first of all, Speaking of challenging parts of parenthood, 
we did it. We actually watched Frozen in the last couple of weeks. Now, if you've not heard this before, you might not know, but I was boycotting Disney because in November 2013, our daughter was born. We called her Elsa, thinking it would be an unusual name. And then the next month, Frozen came out, having stolen that name. And all the kids that she goes to nursery with or meets all go, Elsa, my princess! And you've never seen disappointment on a child's face, like when they open the door and realise that although their mum said they were going to visit Elsa, they're actually just coming to our house rather than going to the Ice Palace to go and visit Queen Elsa. So we did decide whilst Elsa was poorly, she had a horrible toothache and nothing was distracting her other than Peter Rabbit, which you can only watch so many times because there were only 12 minutes long and we watched a few of them into double figures. We thought we should watch a film and she suggested Frozen because she'd heard about it at nursery. So we did it. We put it on. And this was the reaction. What what film did you see yesterday? Frozen. And what happened in Frozen? Monster. Yeah, there was a monster, wasn't there? And what was the queen called? The queen Elsa. Do you remember the reindeer? Yeah. And the snowman as well. Was the snowman funny? Yeah. Would you watch Frozen again? Yeah. Now, I didn't think that she really meant she wanted to watch again. She says all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I want to do that again and never thinks about it. However, 24 hours later, she was similarly feeling a bit rubbish. And then she said this. Please, Daddy. I'm frozen again. I'm frozen again. Yes, we have a frozen, obsessed daughter called Elsa now. Things have not panned out as I thought. Having watched it, I've just heard people say that it's really good. And I guess, you know, the animation's fine. The tunes are fine. If you like that sort of thing, brilliant. I don't tend to like that sort of thing. Elsa liked it, so brilliant. Kept her entertained for a little bit. But most of the kids that you you talk to all want to be Queen Elsa. Having watched it, she's not exactly the most sympathetic character, is she? She's... She's not really the star of the show either. I feel really sorry for Anna, who does all the hard legwork and seems really pleasant, and then Queen Elsa gets all of the kids wanting to dress up like her and be her. It's just simply the magic powers, isn't it? That is why people like David Copperfield. That's got to be the only reason Claudia Schiffer married him. This is episode 18 of the Bewildered Dad podcast. Hello and welcome. And on the way, I'm going to be taking a focus group from a non-parent on whether they think that the more challenging areas of parenthood would put them off or make them encouraged to have children. I'm doing this because I'm seriously interested in how you sell parenthood to people who haven't experienced it, considering the things like fishing poos out of a bath and stuff like that. I think it's a really difficult sell because the stuff that's really good is just a little bit like, well, you go, oh, you get a smile. And for someone who's not a parent, I probably won't mean much, but for a parent, it's like it makes your heart melt. Anyway, more of that in a second. Um, last time on the podcast, I was talking about having to read books over and over again. We have got this four book limit with Elsa at the moment for bedtime because otherwise we'd just read and read and read. She'd never actually get to sleep. So what I thought I'd do was actually give you an idea, if you're in the same situation, of the best kids' books around or toddler books around so that you can read those because at least if you're going to read them over and over again, it's good to read the good ones. 
Arms. Uh, so Little Beauty by Anthony Brown. He's a sickeningly talented man. Little Beauty's Elsa's favourite of his books. It's the tale of a gorilla who uses sign language uh, to tell the zookeepers he wants a friend. They give him a cat, they get on really well, and then the cat tries to take the rap for the gorilla when he smashes up a television, which is not, as far as I know, based on a true story. Um... Brown is just his ace. He writes and illustrates stories that are fun, surreal, and stunning to look at. Elsa loves them all. Um, there's another one called Gorilla. It, it, lots of his books have gorillas in them, probably because he's really good at drawing them. It's probably a good job he's not an expert at drawing slugs because then the books probably wouldn't be as charming, would they? Uh, we once met Anthony Brown, actually. I'd never heard of him at the time. He's at a museum in London. Elsa was asleep um, in a sling, and I was like, well, I've never heard of you. Um, but Jill, was, uh, who's my wife, she's a former primary school teacher, read his stories for years. Now I know why she was so excited to meet him. Uh, another great book, Superworm by Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler. Uh, it's the team behind the Gruffalo. Uh, the worm is a hero in this one. So actually, maybe the slug book might work. I don't know. Uh, but he relieves bees' boredom by becoming a skipping rope. He transforms into a fishing line to rescue beetles from wells. Not a true story once again. And uh, then he's captured by the wizard lizards and uh, he tries to get back and then the other animals go and help him out. It's a really good story, all in an amazing rhyme as well. Also, Elsa can now quote most of that story, so it gives my vocal cords a rest. And another one is Howler. Now, this is the controversial one. It's by Michael Rosen, and it's a story that Elsa can almost fully quote, but she knows it so well, and it tells the story through a dog's eyes of a family where they've got a toddler and then they have a baby, that um, Elsa now just points at the mum early on in the story going, Mummy, baby in the tummy! Mummy, baby in the tummy! No good for spoilers in the future when she's watching films. But my mum read the story with her, didn't know that was what was going to happen. She thought Elsa was trying to tell her something about our situation. And she's like, oh, mummy, baby in the tummy. Oh, and then she found out it was the baby, uh, the mummy in the story had a baby in her tummy. Now, I wrote this down on bewilderdad.com. And since then, at least three people have gone, are you trying to tell us something? Categorically, no. One is plenty at the moment. Thank you very much. So I'm joined by my friend Liam. Hello. Hello, Jim. You are a non-parent. I am a non-parent. I'm going to tell you some things that have happened to me and you need to tell me whether they make you want to be a parent more, less or the same. OK? Um, fishing a poo out of the bath. <laughs> More or less or the same? Um, uh, the, the same, really, because I, I guess I just expected that that would, would be something. I, I always remember a bit, a bit of a sideline. My mum used to work at the local swimming baths when I was a kid. And I always remember, I had swimming lessons there, and I always remember there being a poo in the pool <laughs> and everybody having to be evacuated. <laughs> and this man kind of coming in this, like, hazmat suit. <laughs> and being, uh, and they had to drain the pool. The entire pool was drained, so he could be elevated in, like something out of Thunderbirds. And he could be elevated in to pick up the poo. Um, but I, I guess in a bath, I just expected. I, I guess it, I, it's it's part of the job, so it has not really put me off too much. I need that hazmat suit. I really yeah. need one. Do you have a hazmat suit? No. When you do it then. Well, that might change things. They might sell them at Mothercare. I'll go and get one after I've done this. Um, okay. Uh, I was. Uh, I had about three hours sleep last night. Up constantly in the night with a crying baby. Does that make you want to be a parent more, or less, or the same? That makes me want to be a parent less because I do want kids. But everybody I speak to 
um, says about having kids that you don't get much sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really, really like my sleep. I'm not very good with early mornings. Right. Um, so I think I would struggle. I think the lack of sleep is the thing that would would really send me over. Look at the bags under my eyes. Look at them. Look at them. Look oh, wow. at them. And the wrinkles are quite magnified through yeah, the glasses as well. thank you. Were Awful. they before or after? Well, there were a few before, <laughs> but now there are more after. I definitely feel like I feel my years more than I ever did before. Uh, all right, reading the same story 15 times in a row in one night in one sitting, does that make you want to be a parent more or less or the same? Um, I don't mind that too much because I, I am currently a newsreader and I... I do that anyway when I'm lazy. I, I read the same stories over and over again, providing no breaking news happens, of course. Okay. Um, getting a smile from a small child, does that make you want to be a parent more or less or the same? Oh, more. More. Oh, good. So that is actually a worthy... Because, yeah. I, I mean, I say that to some people and they go, "What?" so that's the recompense for having to fish a poo out of the bath? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, and if they gave you a free iPad with every child, would you have? Would you, that make you want to be a parent more or less or the same? It depends. Do I get the iPad? Is it something for the child to use or no, do no, I get the iPad? No, no, it's for Yeah. So they wouldn't have to like put fingerprints on it at all or, or they wouldn't have to watch CBeebies on it or anything. Like, it could literally just be my iPad. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. You are very naive if you think <laughs> that that's going to be your iPad. Theoretically, your iP- iPad, but it could also be taken by the child. Well, that would be okay because I've got an iPad at the moment which I really love. So I'd probably keep my iPad and then we could use that as a spare that could get grub- that if it got grubby. Okay, so so my iPad didn't get wouldn't need to get grubby fingerprints on. So the smile, the smiles working, the iPad sort of working as well. So if we sort of push these things more, this is the best way to PR and to spin parenthood, yeah. Yeah, I d- that was more positive than I thought it would be. Actually, that I've I've said more positive things than bad. This is great. This is why we have focus groups. Liam, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to the Bewildered Dad podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave a great review and go and check out bewilderdad.com. Back in a couple of weeks.